0: this is the vols talk ag podcast produced by the university of tennessee's institute of agriculture and students in alec 330 introduction to agricultural communications i'm your host dr jamie Gregg. in episode three of this season four utia alec students Jana, Emily, Grace, and Jordan will each discuss an important female figure in the world of agriculture. They'll talk about who they are, what they have done, and their impact on agriculture and the world. Thank you for listening, and here is episode three of Balls Talk Ag, The Hen House.
1: Welcome to The Hen House, where we discuss topics pertinent to women in agriculture and how women have worked to shape the field of agriculture. Our first person of today is Dr. Tammy Gray-Steele, who is the founder of the National Women in Agriculture Association. She's known as the agribusiness diva, and she wants to help women break the grass ceiling. She is the first black female to own and operate the largest nonprofit agriculture organization in the world. Dr. Tammy Gray-Steele is a fourth-generation black farmer, American agriculture specialist, agripreneur, educator, and women and children's advocate. She was born and raised on a farm, and she received her high school education in the rustic and rural community of Wewoka, Oklahoma. Upon graduating high school, she left Oklahoma to pursue a dual educational and business career in New York City. She received her law degree from New York University Law School, and from there, she gained legal business experience on Manhattan's Wall Street. After her time in New York City came to an end, Dr. Steele returned home to her family farm and started to get back to the Oklahoma rural communities. She did this while also working full-time in the Oklahoma corporate legal arena and studying for a master's degree in business administration with horticulture and child care development certifications. Dr. Steele is a former USDA Sustainable Agriculture Research and Education Advisory Maine council member. Additionally, she had the rare honor of being appointed by President Barack Obama's administration as a distinguished USDA National Agriculture Statistics Service Advisory Councilwoman. Because of this, she served on USDA grant panels and a USDA strategic action team as the leader. Dr. Steele serves on various scholarship committees that were instituted for the educational empowerment of youth. In addition, she offers valuable support to the Oklahoma City Black Chamber of Commerce, apart from volunteering on various rural Chamber of Commerce boards. Steele has embarked upon a personal crusade to develop good character among women and children. She established the National Women in Agriculture Association in 2008. The mission of the National Women in Agriculture Association is to engage minority youth and female farmers to reach their fullest potential while advancing in the field of agriculture, providing life skills, career opportunities, and the mentorship needed to become prosperous citizens. Since founding the National Women in Agriculture Association, Dr. Steele has employed the powerful and influential instrumentality of the National Women in Agriculture Association to pursue her agenda of sustainable development in America's agricultural sector. With this mission in mind, in January 2014, Dr. Steele opened the National Women in Agriculture Association's first sustainable agriculture academy in the U.S. This academy is located on the east side of Oklahoma City metro area and is in close proximity to the city's largest African American population. It was in the light of this that Dr. Steele recognized was recognized at the White House in February 2014 for leading the country in efforts to save and educate America's youth using environmental and innovative agriculture-based sustainable best practices. In the spring of 2013, Dr. Steele was awarded a Humanitarian Honorary Doctorate for exemplary performance as one of the most influential agribusiness community developers among her generation in the U.S., She has received awards from Oklahoma State University, the Oklahoma Conservation District Cooperatives Department, the Oklahoma Legislative Black Caucus, and Tuskegee University, among other educational institutions, in genuine appreciation for her support of various economic empowerment entrepreneurship programs. She's also written testimonial articles with New York Magazine and other agriculture journals. Now that we've learned a little bit about Dr. Steele, Jordan is going to tell you some about Dr. Temple Grandin.
2: Mary Temple Grandin is an American scientist, academic, and animal behaviorist, and she is a prominent proponent for the humane treatment of livestock for slaughter and the author of more than 60 scientific papers on animals' behavior. Temple's life experiences with autism has influenced her work in animal behaviors in relation to handling and facility design at farms, ranches, and slaughter plants. Dr. Grandin did not talk until she was about three and a half years old. She was fortunate to get early speech therapy, and her teachers also taught her how to wait and take turns when playing board games. She was mainstreamed into a normal kindergarten at age five. Oliver Sacks wrote in the foreword of Thinking in Pictures that her first book, Emergence, labeled autistic was unprecedented because there had never never before been an inside narrative of autism. Dr. Grandin became a prominent author and speaker on both autism and animal behavior, and today she is a professor of animal science at Co- Colorado State University. She has also have a, has had a successful career consulting on both livestock handling equipment design and animal welfare. She's been featured on NPR and a BB, BBC special, The Woman Who Thinks Like a Cow. She has also appeared on national TV shows such as Larry King Live, 2020, 60 Minutes, and she has... A 2010 TED Talk. When she was young, she was considered weird and teased and bullied in high school. The only place she had friends was activities where there was a shared interest such as horses, electronics, or model rockets. Mr. Carlock, her science teacher in high school, was an important mentor who encouraged her interest in science. When she had a new goal of becoming a scientist, she had a reason for studying. Today, half the cattle in the United States are handled in facilities she has designed. The most important thing she's done, Grandin said herself, is the simple scoring system she created for cattle handling in the meatpacking industry. Five outcome-based measures that move the focus away from equipment, and Grandin has designed some of the most used handling equipment in the industry to emphasize how the animals are actually treated. Grandin invented a center track restrainer system that half the cattle slaughtered in the United States and Canada passed through. Her goal was to create create a humane system, which she believed was critical to efficiency because frightened animals do not go calmly to their fate. She was accepted that humans eat animals, but she contends that she owes them a decent life and painless death. One of her most famous quotes is, nature is cruel, but we don't have to be. Like I mentioned before, she has a TED Talk that released in 2010, which She talks about how her mind works, sharing her ability to think in pictures, which help her solve problems that neurotypical brains might miss. She makes the case that the world needs people on autism spectrum. Visual thinkers, pattern thinkers, verbal thinkers, and all kinds of smart, geeky kids. A fun fact about Dr. Granin is that she actually has a movie released about her life that was released in 2010. Now Grace will talk about Dr. Victoria Sandilands. Okay, so Dr. Victoria Sandlins is a behavior
3: and welfare scientist from the Avian Research Center, which is currently in Scotland, and she has worked as the head president over at the Scotland Rural College to improve the management of the housing and management for hens. So her current um, day-to-day role is discussing the government of why animal welfare matters and she also um, teaches courses to students at the college about how to analyze data that you receive from different types of chicks. She also likes to analyze her very own research farm and takes notes over, over her own chickens. She has multiple farms all over spread out throughout Scotland. Dr. Victoria has taken very hungry chickens that were living in the farm and gave them a feed and gas mixture to see how they would react. A co- quote that she had said is if they had kept their head inside the booth for too long, they would withdraw and lose balance. It was like watching drunk people sneaking out for a late snack. In this challenging field, she has also watched laying hens and broil, broil breeders throughout her research. She teaches at the SRUC and supervises graduate students to help them improve the animal welfare. Um, let's see. Sorry. <laughs> um an unusual experience that she had she had to take was she figured out that there was a disease outbreak inside one of her um, farms. She had to go to the she had a one by one arena with feeding booths on each wall, and they took the mildly hung, hungry boiler chicks and set them up into the arena and recorded how long they would feed in each one before they would withdraw. If she could go back in life she wishes you she would have grown up on a farm because she realized how much she was really into poultry. Poultry research and industry has typically been a very male dominant field but she said that she was the last of last of farm t- ten years she had increased the size because of her involvement I've had she was at a con- conference in 1999 which was all with all males and many males came up and asked if they were welcome to help her with her um, research and she asked if she could not. Um, if her dream in poultry could come back, she said that she daydreamed about becoming an egg-prooster, but she's not brave enough. Um, now I will let, let's see. Um, let's see. Now I'll let Jana talk about Courtney Dayhoff.
4: Thank you, Grace. And now I will talk about our last, but certainly not least, woman in agriculture, Miss Courtney D. Hoff. She's a TV host. She's a keynote speaker. She's a cowgirl. She's an actress. actress. She's Courtney D. Hoff. I first heard of this woman when she delivered the keynote address at the 2021 National FFA Convention, and I immediately became interested in her story as she talked about how she grew up on a farm, and um, was involved in organizations like FFA. Um, she, in, in her keynote address, she talked about how the ag industry needs all types of people in order to survive. She also discussed how we can combat common misconceptions in the agricultural world and how to be a true leader in this industry. She discussed how everyone in this industry is critical, no matter your background, location, or your interests. After this keynote address, like I said, I became interested in her mission and passion. So how did Courtney grow up? She grew up, like I said, on a cattle farm in Kansas. Um, She attended Oklahoma State University, where she majored in agricultural communications, and she also competed on the rodeo team. After graduation, she went on to become a TV host on several shows. The most notable one was The Morning Dose, and she also made appearances during New York Fashion Week. After her years as as uh, working as a TV host, she returned to her roots by reporting rodeos with the Professional Bull Riding Association and other Western sports groups. She also reported events at American Quarter Horse Association events. In 2020, she launched her... Um, Her group called Fancy Lady Cowgirl, which works to branch the gap between rural and urban cultures. She proclaims that you can be a little fancy and a little ranchy. She shares that you can live in the middle of the biggest city in America and still advocate for agriculture. From this platform, she has made several appearances on podcasts, TV shows, YouTube channels, and events where she has been the speaker and talks about being in agriculture and being an excellent leader. Recently, she uh, made an appearance on the Netflix show called Queen of the South, where she debuted her acting career here. She also started a podcast in which she calls Cowgirl Problems, which she started in 2019. On this podcast, she invites other agricultural leaders to talk about all kinds of topics on everything from horses, debunking cattle myths, cowgirl stereotypes, and cowboy culture, to conquering fears, finding joy, confidence, diversity, Olympics, and fashion. The list goes on and on, but you can see that this girl has a very wide array of interest and is truly a dynamic advocate for not only agriculture, but also for being unique and working towards goals, no matter what the world says. To close up, I'd like to include a quote that really encompasses her mission in the ag world. After posting a picture of herself during New York Fashion Week and receiving lots of negative comments claiming that she was not a true cowgirl, Courtney stated, You can be both a cowgirl and a fancy lady. You can live in the biggest cities in America and still advocate for agriculture. High heels don't make someone less of a cowgirl, Someone's interest in the arts, theater, entertainment, and different cultures does not make them less valuable to the agriculture industry. In fact, I would argue the opposite. She goes on to say, Let's just remember advocates come in all shapes and sizes. If you would like more information on Courtney Dehoff, you can find her on Facebook at Courtney Dehoff TV, on Instagram at Court Dehoff, and her website is www.courtneydehoff.com. With all that being said, we hope you enjoyed this podcast by the Hen House on some of the greatest women in agriculture: Dr. Tammy Gray Steele, Dr. Temmel- Temple Grandin, Dr. Victoria Sandilands, and Miss Courtney Dehoff. To end this, we would to end this we would like to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, Alec Three Thirty. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you'll join us again another time. Thank you.
0: Thank you again for listening to this episode of Vols Talk Ag. In our next and final episode of the season, four UTIA ALEC students will discuss the importance of national parks, their personal experiences, and advice for preservation of the parks. We hope you can join us next time on Vols Talk Ag.